action and emotions are high, but now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now- and with that, President Trump concedes the election and announces uh, via Twitter, if you didn't know the man likes to tweet, Hello. That he will not be at the inauguration. Let the pearl clutching on that commence like anybody actually cares. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Oh, it's tradition. He's not a guy of tradition. No one's surprised by this. If he had done another term and his own daughter had been elected... It's possible he still could have said, you know what, I got a golf time. That's a good line. Right? There's, I, got, I got a tea time off. Look at that. Look at that. You know, Mar-a-Lago ain't going to wait. It ain't going to wait, honey. All right. Yo, you do great. You, you're great. Oh, beautiful. You look great. You look perfect. Got to go. Bye-bye. And boom, he's out the door. Now, what's his future is a great big question. I put forth to you that President Trump's future is super murky but not in the idea of whether or not he's going to have a career. It is still very possible that you're going to get President Trump a la fireside chats on one of the new and up and coming cable outlets. I have no doubt that that's possible. I have no insider knowledge. No insider knowledge at all. What I have is just this recognition that Trump supporters are not done with President Trump. The murky part is going to be how the Republican Party deals with Trump after these past few days and after this past month and after these past three months. Some of the challenges were nonsensical. Some were very, very, very worthwhile. Some mattered greatly. Pennsylvania is one of them. And I am glad that those challenges were made and this discussion was brought to bear. So we could really see those people who saw the judicial usurp the legislative when that is not allowed as for Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, regarding electors and how they are voted on, and we saw half the country go, whatevs. I think it's really important. The people who are incurious about that, the people who thought that that was fine, those are the people I know I should not have anywhere near a leadership position, locally or nationally or anything else. Those are the people I pay attention to less when they're putting out their little news stories. Because incuriousness is, is, is well, unacceptable from uh, the reporter class, most definitely.
I mean, that's, that's the antithesis of what a reporter should be. And a reporter also shouldn't be biased. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have biases. Of course, they do. They're human beings. But they should want to do the job. They should want to put the job first. And so many don't. So the future, the, the murky future part has to do with how the Republican Party feels that they were dealt with. Remember, Barack Obama left the Democratic Party in shambles, in ruins. Barack Obama didn't play a part in this election until Joe Biden already had the nomination. Barack Obama didn't come in to be a kingmaker. Barack Obama once again led from behind and then gave a couple of nonsense speeches that didn't move the needle at all. But they're not going to talk bad about Barack Obama. That's just not going to happen. I mean, between the Netflix deal and the Cape Cod place, life is pretty good. Too bad America is such an awful, terrible place. From your 14-bedroom house in Cape Cod and your $100 million deal with Netflix. No, this murkiness has to do with how do the Republicans deal with him and a press corps and an American people and moving an agenda. He is, he is responsible for teaching them how to fight, and yet his style is the thing that for many Americans in that middle, soccer moms being one of them, turn them off. So now how do you thread the needle? Do you do it with strength? Oh, you're trying to be Trump. Do you do it with kindness? Why aren't you more like Trump? That's the thing. And then there's, of course, the ever popular, I'm not listening to you because you supported Trump. Let me give you something that's happening right now. This a headline over at Fox News. Cruz defends role in electoral vote objections. Had nothing to do with Capitol riots. Well, that's of course true. Ted Cruz had nothing to do with the riots. Anyone who says otherwise is lying, which is why media and politicos are saying otherwise. This is why they think that people like Josh Hawley and Senator Cruz uh, and Congressman Jim Banks and Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of Indiana and others, they should be expelled from the House and expelled from the Senate. The law is there and they followed it. Expelled? Ilhan Omar is a rabid anti-Semite, and I couldn't get Democrats to say, hey, don't be an anti-Semite. Rather, they watered it down to say, we oppose bigotry. Well, thank goodness for that. But what about her anti-Semitism? Well, we're not going to talk about that. We're not, we're not going to... Oh, look, Trump! And then they, they point to the squirrel, and that's it. Only the most irrational person thinks that a lawful challenge to electors was telling people, go act violently, right? Telling people to go act violently is telling people to go act violently, which is what we saw in Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle and New York. A press corps that went... That's right. You deserve that new TV. No, no, no. No, you can get one more handful. You grab that. Good for you.
Ted Cruz didn't endorse violence. What's why? Why would why would anybody lie? Well, you lie because it creates political advantage, and you get to set the 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 um, the narrative that these people uh, invoked violence. You know, uh, supported violence. None of it's true. None of it's true. And the Jennifer Rubens of the world and, and the uh, uh, Jamel Hills of the world, uh, if they say these things, they should be told that they're wrong. So, uh, point blank. doesn't matter. What are they going to claim? You're a racist? <laughs> Dear Lord, that's just another Friday for me. Getting called a racist? I'm in radio. It's kind of par for the course. Oh, so, by the way, is being on the political right. Uh, call you a racist. Racist is what they call you when they don't want to have a conversation with you. Racist is the way to shut it down. It allows them to feel morally superior and end the conversation without having to actually engage it. In discussing this, someone said something to me that I thought was just spectacularly good. And I think that people are going to take this in a couple of different ways. And to the women who listen to this show... I wonder if you'll be bothered or if you will understand what I am saying. I want to know. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Are you ready for the line? That intellect has been morally superseded by emotion in the feminization of society. That's a good line. Something I would say. I often talk about the fact that people say things in an emotional way for moral superiority. They want to gain some what I refer to as reputation capital. This took it a step further in saying what caused this moment of so many emotional outbursts and emotional types of responses? The feminization of society, which I would explain as, well, if we don't tell people that they have to explain themselves, engage in conversation, engage in debate. We tell you that your emotions matter and you're allowed to act out on your emotions. If we then say that masculinity is bad, but emotion is good, people can make the attachment to feminization. I would never take it as, and I wouldn't push it out as, well, women are not capable of having a a non-emotional conversation. That, of course, isn't true. I mean, that's nonsense. But this was a conversation, a bigger conversation about society. I was like, that's fascinating. I can see where it has some some issues. But if you tell everyone uh, masculinity is bad and you refer to it as toxic, don't you by definition say the other thing, being feminine is good? Isn't that the default position by saying that masculinity is toxic? Very interesting. But intellect has been morally superseded by emotion. Yes. People have been told their emotions count. Their emotions matter and they're allowed to act out upon them. And that's why you have people saying Ted Cruz committed an act of violence, which he did not do. Don't let that lie take hold. I'm Tony Katz. So the Dow is down about a hundred. Jobs numbers were down. Non-farm payrolls fell by a hundred and forty thousand. That was the number today. Um, 
The unemployment rate was unchanged at 6.7%. The number of unemployed, 10.7 million. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Tony Katz. The podcast on Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. Uh, be sure uh, to check that out. Um, doesn't see many things are affecting the market at this moment. And there's some just, I mean, unbelievable numbers going on. You've heard me talk about uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That's over 40,000 now. I mean, just to give you an idea, five days ago, it was at 29. Monday. Monday of this week, you could have bought it at 29. A month ago? You could have bought it at 17. A year ago, you could have bought it back in March at 5. At the start of coronavirus, you could have just put it in there. It's a pretty good return in less than a year. Uh, full disclosure, don't ever listen to me about stock advice. Ever once, ever, ever. No, 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 no. I am not the guy to listen to. I... Uh, Politically, yes. Culturally, sure. Uh, stock market, don't you dare. But two of the other stories it, it, that I thought were fascinating out of the business world is that General Motors has redesigned its corporate logo. And that is one of those brands that, right, the, the, the GM and right, the, the little silver, little, you know, badge that they put on, man, that's, that's it. That is it. Done. So the GM is now in lowercase. Yeah, I don't like it. And the M is underlined. It's weird. Right? So the G comes down and, and is on the same level where the underline is. Um, and I think that the reason for it is, is that the new tagline for General Motors is called Everyone In. So if you take the M and you look at it on its side and you've got the underline, it looks like EI. Everyone In. Eh. That's that's what I think it's it's supposed to be. It is the fifth redesign of the logo in 110 years, and this could all be about uh, electric vehicles, right? That's the conversation. That's where they're focused is the electric vehicle market. I have no problem with them being focused on the electric vehicle market, but they're not the only people who made a change. Burger King. It's awesome. Burger King is going old school. They're going back in time, and so you'll have the big orange bun on top, the little orange bun on the bottom, and in that kind of red, in, in the almost bubble letters, Burger King. Oh, it's hot as hell. Did you just it, say it's hot as hell? Yeah, it's awesome. It's hot as you. That is a disingenuous. You would never say that. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. There's actually photos of in Miami. There's a Burger King that has wrapped everything in wrappers that I think is from what they used to do in 1969. It's very, very cool. I, I happen to love the retro look. What I cannot tell you is why they decided to rebrand, right? I love that old school look. Why in the world 
Did they decide to rebrand? What is it that they gain? That is what I can't answer. I can't, when they, when they make a change to the menu, when they add certain items, when they decide they're going to further explore breakfast, look, at McDonald's, if you're not offering the Egg McMuffin 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for what reason do you exist? Right? It's just madness. So, but, but expanding menus, I get. The look? Could you imagine McDonald's not being the Golden Arches? Somehow coming up with a new M? The money that's spent. Now, maybe the problem is that Burger King, it's in the name. It doesn't matter necessarily. You can play with what the name looks like. Apple doesn't even need a name. Nike, it's a swoosh. That's it. That's their logo. You see that and you are connected. You know exactly what that means. You see the Apple logo, you know exactly what that means. You see Golden Arches, you know exactly what that means. And maybe that's just it. Maybe Burger King is playing in, in, a, in a different space because they don't have the iconic. Coca-Cola has the iconic. We got to get one. You see, my, my TK logo is awesome. We need it to be just, people see it, they're like, Tony Katz. I think my logo does that. Yeah, probably. I got to go just on the streets and just check. Yeah, uh, so if you want, uh, we can have made up some uh, some street art. We can just put up posters everywhere. Should we just get a big billboard? Yeah. Just just with that? People will be like, whoa, what is that? I got to check right. it out. And then they will they know. They'll be like, oh, Tony Katz has a billboard. <laughs> that's, that's right, immediately. Uh, that's what they'll know. I... I never understand the the the, the change in, in something that people are used to and they're actually they're actively looking for. Right? Maybe in this case it'll be something new that they'll see on the side of the road. They'll be like, oh look, Burger King changed their, their logo. Oh, let's try it. And build and can maybe build that way. Maybe that's their plan. Maybe this is a way to fight. Either way, it's been like thirty years since I've had a whopper. I should fix that. Maybe today. I'm Tony Katz. In New York. Oh, it's no way to start a segment. I apologize. In New York, there is a state senator. His name is John Liu. L-I-U. And he put out a tweet. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. On Parlor, Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get it all. And um, it's the first tweet he has put out since the uh, basically mid-December. He put it out on January 6th. January 6th? It's two days ago. Hey, that's when uh, it went down at the Capitol. I want to remind you that he's a New York state senator. He is the chair of the standing committee on New York City education. That, that, that's who he is. Did you need to know he was a Democrat? I already told you that, you just knew that? Okay. And what is his tweet? Seeing the Twin Towers crumble is no longer the most frightening moment of my life. 
They should come for John Liu in broad daylight, come to his office, and demand not only that he resign, but they should take his furniture and move it out to the streets. The families of the people who died on September 11th should demand resignations or, at the very least, call him the child coward that he is. You want to make a correlation to a guy dressed like a Viking getting into the Capitol building. to the murder of thousands by Islamists, you're not okay. You have a touch of the vapors and you need to sit down. They're not things that correlate. They don't. Did you feel frightened at all and in any way when riots were going on in your city, the destruction of property in your city, the way your governor allowed people in nursing homes to be killed from coronavirus, did that not seem to you a more frightening moment than seeing a guy dressed as a Viking? Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that five people are dead. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that it was wrong that it was pandemonium and beneath us. I'm going to note that out of the hundreds of thousands of people gathered, I'm going to note this because it's factual, of the hundreds of thousands of people gathered, a percentage that is small entered the Capitol. Too many, I agree. But compared to the people who gathered, very small and that the Capitol Police should have acted with strength and with vigor. I absolutely, positively believe that. But if you compare it at all, at all and in any way, to September 11th, there's a special place in hell for you. It's just, it's just beyond, beyond rational thinking. Yet this is where we're at. Rational thinking doesn't matter at all. Why be rational when you could just be woke? Why be rational? when you can just simply say something that makes you sound good. People are like, oh yes, oh it's terrible. I thought words were supposed to have meanings, dang it. Doesn't seem like words have meaning. It certainly doesn't seem like moments have meaning. We're going to compare these two. That's, 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 if you want to know why I'm not a Democrat, it's because of things like that. Now, someone could say to me, you've got people yelling and screaming at Lindsey Graham as he's in the airport there at Reagan National. 
telling him to audit the vote and screaming and yelling at him, calling him a traitor and a coward. Ah, you got a point. I don't want to be a part of that either. Lindsey Graham is not either a traitor nor a coward. He's, he's not. He's neither of those things. He made a calculation. You can vote for him or not vote for him. I mean, that's what you can do. You know whose side I'm not on? Those damn fools in Georgia who said don't vote. I'm not on Lynn Wood's side. To hell with Lynn Wood. What kind of person says don't vote? The machines are a problem. Keep an eye on the machines. I'm not saying no. I'm not even saying don't go after Dominion voting systems and keep going after Dominion voting systems. A system so suspect that Texas on three different occasions wouldn't certify its use. Don't vote? Do we have an idea of how ignorantly stupid that is? Man, I have said dumb and stupid three times in the past five minutes. Those aren't words I use on radio. The problem with the words dumb and stupid is that they end conversation, right? It's very hard to talk to somebody when you're calling uh, them or their idea dumb or stupid. People take that stuff super personal, super duper personal. It, it, it hits them in their core, and so I really try to avoid those words because it doesn't allow you to kind of engage. Uh, that that said, <laughs> that said, if you tell people not to vote and people are like, yeah, don't vote in Georgia, that's just dumb. And the guy he was associated with, uh, Ali, what did he call himself, Ali Alexander? I knew him as Ali Akbar. I wouldn't trust that guy ever, ever once, ever. I think that's a duplicitous cat. I know him from the earlier days of the movement. People didn't know who he was or that he was, a, 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 to me, a scam artist. Okay, you're doing your thing. You created some things. Good for you. Well, those things looked like a scam after a while, and then you became kind of untrustworthy, and then you became a guy I didn't want to be around, and then it was like, my gosh, if there's a chance to make a couple of bucks, you just, you just snaked yourself right in there. I wouldn't be around that guy at all and in any way. You want to be mad at Lindsey Graham? Go right ahead. Be mad at Lindsey Graham. I'm calling him a traitor. I think it's ridiculous. Me, I'm not necessarily mad because I don't, I don't think about it in that way at Lynn Wood. I just think Lynn Wood did an unbelievable disservice on the election, and I'm not going to listen to him in the future. But good on him for winning all that money for Nicholas Salmon. I love that. I think there were election issues, and I think Trump was also an impediment to his own victory. Two things I believe that are true at the same time. But what happened at the Capitol is akin to September 11th. Someone like that shouldn't be allowed a driver's license. They simply can't be trusted in public. That much is for sure. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. 
country music legend Lee Greenwood has partnered with Nebraska-based Soldier Valley Spirits to develop and distribute the Lee Greenwood Signature Bourbon Whiskey. According to MusicRow.com, the 90-proof bourbon whiskey is bottled in a canteen-shaped bottle embossed with a number six and includes a hanging military-style dog tag showcasing the letters LG. Portions of the proceeds made from the whiskey will be donated to a nonprofit veterans organization. I'm extremely proud to be working with Soldier Valley Spirits. We have been developing this product for the past five months to make sure that it was the right product to put my name on. I believe we have it too, says Greenwood. This special blend of bourbon is available now for pre-order at SoldierValleySpirits.com. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Oh my gosh, this is a trend. I was just talking about the state senator in New York who compared what happened at the Capitol to September 11th. This is this is in Indiana, where I live. Jennifer McCormick, who's the superintendent of public instruction, which is a whole thing that's changing uh, here. Uh, Republican and then maybe not a Republican and then was supporting Democrats at the end and very unhappy with the job, very unhappy with things that were happening, unhappy with the governor, Eric Holcomb, uh, tried to burn it all down. Um, but the, the state um, has this, uh, this thing called radical math. It's social justice math. It's, it's, it's like in curriculum. And my conversation with with Jennifer McCormick constantly and consistently is stop telling me about what you think politically get rid of radical math I don't want social justice in my math thank you very much but she tweeted out as a teacher I remember discussing and processing the horrible 9-11 attacks with kids as state superintendent I have deep appreciation for the teachers who discussed and processed the horrible 1-6 attack with kids nothing easy about it Holy cow, are you unserious? I'm glad you're getting out of being anywhere near in charge of education in the state of Indiana. That is as unbalanced a statement. That is as unbalanced as the people who dressed up as Vikings to go into the Capitol. The people yelling at Lindsey Graham teachers had to discuss and process the horrible one six attack teachers may have said oh man this happened kids kids may ask questions i better have answers yeah that's called doing your job the one six attack we're giving it a name now i haven't gone through your entire twitter account jennifer mccormick where were you for the riots in your capital city indianapolis where were you where were you when two people were killed where were you did you applaud the teachers? Please go back. Let's take a look at the videotape. Did you or did you not talk about preparing and how teachers were going to prepare to engage? I want to know the answer. It's so desperate. We desperately need to know the answer of whether or not you prepared now what happened in indianapolis riots that was the end of end of may that's when it all went down you know what i'm doing right here 
Guess what I'm doing, Ari? Guess what I'm doing, producer Ari? Putting the montage together? Ah, uh, no, no, I'm scrolling. Uh, why do you do this to yourself? Oh, yeah, we gotta know. We gotta know whether or not she's somebody who is, you know, do keeping know? it all together. Do we really need to know? Oh, these are the people who want to be in charge. Hmm, here's May 28th. Here's May 28th. Here is, um... Here is her uh, quoting Coach Tom Allen of of IU about racial injustice. Um, And no, nothing. Absolutely nothing about the riots in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana, where two people were killed. Good. Good. Glad you have it all together. You're not woke at all. This is the irrational thinking. You want irrational thinking? Here you go. Twitter, for 12 hours, banned President Trump from tweeting. Twitter, for 12 hours, banned Dan Bongino, radio host, podcaster, from tweeting. This is a tweet from the Chinese embassy in the U.S. Study shows that in the process of eradicating extremism, the minds of Uyghur women in Xinjiang were emancipated and gender equality and reproductive health were promoted, making them no longer baby-making machines. They are more confident and independent. The Uyghur Muslim men are kidnapped, are bound, are put on trains, and then they're forced to work in labor camps while Chinese nationals live with the Uyghur women, which is a way of saying state-sponsored rape. And they get to tweet. But the president of the United States doesn't. I ask you, are we in the upside down? We are indeed in a place where people are irrational. It is irrational to tell the president he can't tweet when China is flat out lying about what they're doing to Uyghur men and Uyghur women. Why Twitter and Facebook and social media platforms and the political left doesn't care about Muslim men and women is beyond me, but that's who they are. Jennifer McCormick pays no attention to who dies in the capital city of Indiana. Let us just show how woke we are and call it 1-6. I don't know. Can you laugh at somebody through a mask? Because the next time I see her, I'm just going to laugh out loud. By the way, these people who um, who did this, the storming, of, I guess, of the Capitol, let's say it again, right? Let's go into the weekend proper. Of course, many of them were Trump supporters. This is not debate. Oh, it was all Antifa. It was not all Antifa. No. I asked the question, I got good information. I got a bunch of morons, but I got good information. But some of them were professional agitators. There is a woman named Heidi Hatch on Twitter. She's from KUTV uh, News in Salt Lake City. And she confirmed that one of the people was also involved in protests, violent protests in Utah, and that his most often used hashtags were BLM, Antifa, burn, F the system, abolish the police, and F Trump. And there he is. They noticed him. That's not a Trump supporter, everybody. Some people just want to watch it all burn. And some people just want to agitate. We saw this with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd protests, I should say. We see it here. So to the people saying it wasn't Antifa, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, 
There were Trump supporters, of course. Gotta be honest. And then there were people who just wanted to do damage and were associated with others. Those are the facts as presented. Can't be denied. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. Parlor Tony Katz. Give me a follow. This is Tony Katz today.